0: goes a long way in terms of your company's credibility in the marketplace.
1: Welcome to this episode of the TMX Exchange Feed Podcast, this episode called The Graduate. I'm Elisa Riego, Head of Product and Service Innovation, substituting for a regular host, Tanya Roundtree. Today we'll be covering the graduation experience and process with my guest, Chris Burkett, the Director of Listings at Toronto Stock Exchange. Hi, Chris.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Arnie Gulstein, head of company services based here in the West Coast. Hi, Arnie. See. Hey. And our special guest, Megan Brown, VP of IR at Leah Gold. Welcome, Meg. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We're gonna start with our discussion about how many graduates we've seen, we usually see per year.
3: On average, we see fifteen to twenty uh, per year graduating from the TSX Venture Exchange up to the TSX. This year, two to date, or year to date, we've had eleven. So that's uh, we're tracking up fifty-seven percent above where we've been last year.
1: Excellent. And I just heard from our Venture Fifty group. There's already been some recent grads
3: from our Venture Fifty winners yes. in this year and previous years. We've had four graduate this year, and we've got several more in the hopper. That's
1: excellent, great. And so Meg, how long ago did Leah Gold graduate? So we graduated from the
0: venture to the main board in July of 2017. Um, At that time the company was not even one year old. Um, We were still effectively considered a startup really, but we had made a fairly material um, acquisition in terms of the size and we knew that graduating to the big board was the right thing to do. Uh, We were planning from the start to build a company for the long term and this was uh, part of our original plan. Uh, So it was about a three-month process in total. We were very well supported from the exchange, Um, and as I say, uh, I would say it was a successful thing, and we got um, recognition and appreciation from our shareholders for doing it.
1: Oh, great, so three months. So Chris, is that typical in terms of a timeline?
2: Yeah, it depends on the scenario that you're graduating under. In Leah Gold's case, they had a transaction on the go, so I think three months would have represented more the end of the transaction. They graduated shortly following the end of the transaction. Um, once we receive all the necessary documentation that we get, we usually ask for about six to eight weeks. We can shorten it if necessary, and we somewhat pride ourselves on making sure that we're not the last piece in the puzzle. Um, and actually we've just had an event, a, a change recently that will help that in that we've removed the requirement to file PIFs for graduation. Sorry, what's a PIF? Uh, personal information form, sorry, lingo. <laughs> um, so we've always required uh, uh, all the directors and officers and insiders of uh, venture grads to file a personal information form with us prior to, prior to graduating and we've just gotten approval to remove that requirement.
0: That's Excellent. fantastic because yeah. PIFs are a lot of work. Yeah, for usurers, yeah, we're very
2: excited about sharing that with our insurers for sure.
1: So that's effective immediately in terms of change.
2: It is. We have the approval. There's a couple more approvals coming down the pipe, so it's not baked into a rule quite yet. But we're as as of now, we're waiving the requirement to file PIFS. So yes.
1: Okay. And so, in terms of, you know, what could go wrong with an application to graduate? Is there anything that can slow it down or any hiccups that a company may find?
2: Honestly, uh, the biggest problem with graduations are expectations. There's a bunch of companies on venture that have really large market caps that think that that will automatically qualify them for for listing on TSX. We do have technical requirements that they need to meet. So when you've got these companies with these large valuations, expect that they can graduate. Sometimes you run into the The higher valuations come as a result of say a speculative mining asset or Potentially an industry that's really heated up over the (laughs) past two years say Mm -hmm. Um, But companies that haven't really reached the stage of reaching commercial commercialization and incurring revenue And that's really what we look for. We look for a little more uh, sophisticated businesses or a little more uh, Mature businesses that are further along the business cycle
1: so Arnie, I guess uh, one of your jobs or roles is to also approach some companies that you think might be ready. So how do you bridge that conversation? Well, it goes
3: both ways because quite often I'll get a call and people will say, what do I need to do to graduate? Or we'll have an idea of a company that is probably ripe to to come up. And it it starts with market cap and we look at a market cap of around $50 million. And then loosely speaking, we look at the sector specific requirements. Um, whether it's mining or technology and and see how that fits in and quite often what we'll do is we'll set up a pre-filing meeting with one of the listings managers from the tsx um, the company their council if they want to come and we we look at their filings we look at their um, their disclosure documents and and what they have and then we kind of sit down around a table and build a path forward about you know what do we need to do what things we need to place or put into place what can the company reasonably expect? And and then they walk away with a blueprint of what we need to do.
1: Right. Uh, Meg, in your experience, have you worked for, uh, I guess now you're working for a Toronto stock exchange company, but have you worked for other venture companies in the past?
0: I have. I've worked for large cap, small cap, micro cap, and everything in between. (laughs) I actually started my career working in, at the time, what was considered mega cap. Um, a little company that you may have heard of in Calgary called Suncor. <laughs> sure. Um, I later worked for Placer Dome, which again at the time was a very, very large issuer. Um, after Placer Dome was sold, I worked for a number of very small startup micro-cap companies all in the mining space. Um, so I've really seen the full range of, um, of listed issuer experiences.
1: And so now having that experience and, and uh, knowing kind of gone through that graduation, what are some of the benefits you've seen uh, through Leah Gold as a result of that graduation?
0: Well, when Leah Gold graduated um, in mid-2017, we saw almost a doubling in trading volumes um, following the graduation, and within six months uh, we saw about a 16% increase in our share price. Now, we were growing the company, um, but definitely graduating to the TSX was was, um, supportive of that. It certainly lifted the company's reputation and demonstrated that there was a higher level of trust placed on us by the exchange. And I think that goes a long way in terms of your company's credibility in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, and going back to that reputation and and what uh, TMX looks for, I guess, Chris, what are some of the differences that a company should be set up for in in terms of getting ready to graduate?
2: Good question. There actually is a fair number. Going back to my previous answer, there is um, We look for, for businesses that are at a more mature stage in their business cycle and as such there's different requirements for those businesses. It's actually baked into the various Securities Acts across Canada. Um, there is a venture carve out in all of the Securities act Acts across Canada that allows for such things as not completely independent audit committees and longer timelines to file financial statements these venture carve-outs are not specific to TSX Venture, it's just to junior companies. So the venture is the small V venture we refer to as. So there is some significant differences in that sense. Um, On a more sort of esoterical sense, I think the TSX companies are treated with a bit more sophistication and given a little more latitude with respect to how to run their operations without somebody looking over their shoulder. The requirements to graduate, the requirements to be on the exchange are higher but there's a little, more, uh, a little more of a dealing with a mature company attitude taken toward those companies.
1: Obviously, Leah Gold has seen a lot of benefits in terms of its graduation and how, it, as a result, how it's um, been growing. We have often hear this, the benefits of our two-tier system, TSX and TSXV. Arnie, maybe you can just address other standout stories that you've heard uh, from other companies that have gone through the graduation process.
3: I don't want to call out any one specific company as being a special success because they all are. And right now, since the beginning of the, the graduate program, we've had well over 650 companies graduate. One of the unique benefits of graduating from the venture exchange to the TSX is access to indexes. And currently there's 47 grads that are in the S&P TSX Composite and four of which are in the TSX 60. Um, the other thing is, Once you're in an index, you have access to those funds and those ETFs that are mocking an index. And that can account for up to 6% of your float. And that's a really huge benefit.
1: That is a
3: huge benefit.
2: Meg brought up a couple of points earlier about increased liquidity and increased price. Um, Legal has been an outstanding success. There's zero question about that. I don't think you get to pin it all on the exchange that you graduated to. (laughs) Well, I I would love (laughs) to claim that that's the reason. Thank you. I think there is a bit more to it. Having said that, we do hear the liquidity comment regularly, and we do see share price uh, jumps regularly with graduates.
3: Yeah, and of course, one of the other benefits on the liquidity side is the fact that we assign two market makers to every TSX-listed issuer, and that's... um, participating organizations that are specifically tasked to manage the quality of trading on your stock. Uh, Managing the spread between your bid and the ask, the total amount of uh, what we call top of book show or the number of shares available on the bid and ask at the top of the order book, and also participating up and down the order book. And the whole idea there is to reduce volatility of trading and give people who are coming into trade stock greater um, greater confidence that they're going to get a quality fill on their on their trade and I think we have the deepest pool of liquidity on the TSX so it's a that's a great benefit.
0: Yeah, I mean this just speaks again to reputation and credibility or perceived trust credibility. And there is still
2: institutions out there that don't trade in ventures.
0: I would agree with you, Chris. I think that it's a jump step in terms of um, the perceived level of trust and credibility. It's, you know, some of the smaller companies I've worked for, um, the level of oversight um, from the venture exchange on the smaller issuers is considerably higher, um, I guess just because it hasn't been earned yet. And once it's earned, the market understands that and your whole team is, is trusted. Yeah.
3: I can't count the number of times issuers, when I've talked to issuers about graduating, and I've asked them, you know, why do you want to graduate, or what was the impetus, or it just worked its way into the conversation, and the answer either was my investors told me to, or people told me that they wouldn't invest until I got there.
0: There's also this whole concept of you're known by the company you keep, mm-hmm. right? And that that applies to many things, but in business, and in these this cases, this case. You know, if you're a small mining company, who do you want to be hanging out with? The rest of the smaller mining companies or the bigger ones? You yeah. want to be with the bigger ones, and the that ones that have the street cred already.
3: For sure. And that kind of falls in line with a lot of the coaching I give to venture issuers who aren't there yet, but want to get there at some point in the future. And I say, well, great. If you want to move to the TSX, start acting like a TSX listed company now. Look at your investor relations. Look at your governance. Look at your disclosure. And look at all of those practices and don't don't act like a small company?
2: We actually have a number of grads that go, I talked about the venture carve-outs before. We have a, a number of grads that actually don't stop taking advantage of those venture carve-outs in preparation for a graduation, which is kind of a neat concept, right? And they get their audit committee they, in place. Exactly, and they, and they start practicing and, and acting, as you said, acting like the big boys. and yeah. it
1: turns Meg, was there any changes that your company had to make as a result of graduation?
0: Yeah, certainly there are changes Um, in terms of staff. You know, the same people can do the same jobs, it's just that the education has to happen. So, you know, everyone from the CFO to your in-house counsel corporate secretary, IR officer, everybody has to become familiar with the new rules and know and understand the company manual, mm-hmm. understand the expectations. So training courses that the TSX puts on or I think some law firms around town put on as well really it's just about education and awareness. It um, doesn't necessarily require more people or different people just uh, new skill sets. Right, and, and that's, our, that's
3: where actually a lot of our growth accelerator programs are aimed at is we've got specific modules on all of those things, governance, investor relations, disclosure, how to do the various different things um, that you need to do, interact with IROC, et cetera. Um, that's what our growth accelerator sessions are, are targeted for. Perfect. So which is new this year. Which is new so this year, service. exactly. I think Thank the coolest you. thing about
2: the growth accelerator is the variety of companies that are taking mm-hmm. advantage of them. Absolutely. Huge issuers, small issuers, everybody really there.
3: We, we built them targeting the companies that are at that inflection point going from consumers of capital to builders of shareholder value. But we've had senior, senior companies um, coming in and saying, hey, you know, can we put our entire investor relations team through this? Um, and we're on the front of the company, it's a very senior issuer, but when you go behind the wall, they're made up of people with various levels of experience and knowledge and they're using the Growth Accelerator program to to bolster their the and even out the learning with their staff.
1: And so uh, any company that's probably thinking of graduation should probably contact oh, uh, their head of company services to go through the program. Yeah. So just on that though Arnie uh, I know Meg you talked about our company manual and the TSX company manual is available online so anybody can go and read that as well but uh, Arnie used a lot of statistics where you know some of that information I know that it's available what are other sources uh, for this information that we have
3: well I'd start off with our market intelligence group page if you go to tsx.com/mig or maybe it's tmx.com/mig I think it's both
1: tsx.com
3: yeah tsx.com/mig for market intelligence group and there's just a whole raft of information trading statistics lists of, or lists of all of our issuers new issuers grads, um, a a massive data dump on that page.
1: Excellent. So I wanna thank you all. There's just one last question that I ask uh, usually at the end of these podcasts is what advice would you uh, give to a potential uh, company looking to graduate? graduate?
2: I'll I'll start that off. Talk to us. Set up a call, set up an interview, set up some kind of meeting at some point in time and talk to us and let's identify all the issues early. Identify them so that we can take care of them and knock them off one at a time. It always works out better. Nobody hates Everybody hates surprises.
1: Right.
0: My bit of advice, I think, would be um, don't wait. As soon as you meet the criteria, make the jump. There's so many benefits to being on the big board. And again, back to my comment about you're known by the company you keep up. I've always thought that, you know, you could make an analogy to real estate. You never want to have the greatest house on a street with small houses. You want to be in the little house on the street full of mansions and so um, I would say the same for any issuers thinking about graduating uh, start looking at it now and, and just take the leap
3: yeah. so basically in line with what we talked about before is is look at where you are now in terms of whether it's your investor relations your corporate governance or, or how you're running the public side of your business And then measure where you want to get to and start putting things in place to to close those gaps.
1: Excellent. Well, Chris, Arnie, Meg, I really appreciate your comments. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us.
3: Thanks for having us.